Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. We start our show talking about what it means to be a warrior. Give the definition each time, just in case there's anybody new listening. And a warrior is a brave or experienced fighter. Always like to point out that, you know, that says or brave or experienced, you know, so sometimes we don't feel very brave in what we're taking on. Sometimes we can be full of anxiety or just not want to deal with what we have to deal with. But, you know, you're experienced. You've been through a thing or two. You know, if you've lived on this earth, you've had to overcome something. And basically the way I explain it to clients when they're dealing with something and they say it's the hardest thing they've ever dealt with is, well, you've done that before. You've dealt with the hardest thing that you've ever dealt with before and you actually overcame and and passed through that. So sometimes the thing that you're dealing with right now that you think is the hardest thing you've ever dealt with actually isn't. It just feels that way. Um, And then other times it is. Other times it is actually something that's bigger, harder, more difficult or next level than what you've done. But you just have to press on in spite of it. So we always talk kind of about what Debbie and I have experienced or what we've had clients talk to us about just to kind of give everybody an idea that you're not alone out there and that there's other people pressing through just like you are and there's hope and that you're able to overcome. So, Deb, why don't you talk a little bit about that right now? Uh, well, I just finished recording a um, Bible study uh, podcast, and we talked about it's only a test. That was the uh, title of of the Bible study, and the reason we talked about that is because it's really clear in the Bible that we will have tests. We will be faced with trials. We we will have tribulation. Right. Right. Um, it's super clear, and I think it's easy to almost blame yourself when you have those um, to the point to where you think, if I was doing my faith walk stronger, if I was living a little bit cleaner, if I was doing things a little bit better, maybe I wouldn't continue to have these trials. Maybe I wouldn't continue to have these tests, you know, 
But at the end of the day, you know, we went through several scriptures that showed us and proved to us that there will be tests, there will be trials, but it's it's how we see ourselves on the other side of those tests and trials. I think that um, really is what's really going to make the difference in our life. And if we can identify that the Lord is with us through all of these and and that he's guiding us, we can find hope in even this most serious, strongest storm and even the biggest uh, challenges and losses. And ideally, you know, one of the of the trials that I mentioned was, you know, when someone is, you know, just really trying to focus on their health, um, you know, maybe they've made a decision that they want to lose 100 pounds. Maybe they've made a decision that they want to get off blood pressure medication. They, they no longer want to have to take insulin. And they've made a commitment to change their food, uh, to start an exercise program. And then, you know, maybe they start to get some pretty good rhythm. They start to feel like things are starting to change and they're getting equipped into a healthier life. And then the bottom falls out and something dramatic happens. Maybe they start getting symptoms in their body. Maybe they, they get a bad report from the doctor. Or maybe they just have family members that are coming against them, uh, uh, work employees that don't support them. And they're being faced with the possibility of wanting to retreat, wanting to quit, and wanting to give up on all that they've put their time and energy into, the vision that they had of themselves being healthy. And I just like to say, if there's someone out there that is experiencing that and going through the holidays right now and and thinking to yourself, you know, I'll, I'll just have to do this after the holidays, or I'll just have to... Um, do this another time, or I wasn't built for this. I can't be that healthy person. I can't overcome all of this. I just want to tell you that it is only a test, and it is a trial, and it is a real battle that you have set in front of you. Um, But God has given us basically a, a way of escape, no matter what form of temptation we are being faced with. So if the temptation is a particular food craving that you're having, if the temptation is drinking alcohol, if the temptation is truly just laying in bed and being lazy and not getting up and going and exercising, then he will give you a way of escape for all of those trials, for all of those temptations. And to some extent, it's a test of our faith to see what will we rely on. There is a God of this world, and there is a God that will blast us off into eternity. And we can take on so many false gods in this world. It can be uh, the falseness of, um, you know, what we spend our money on and shopping and being on social media all the time. It can be the uh, falseness of over-consuming on bad food and getting lost and retreating, you know, in bad food and alcohol and in drugs. At the end of the day, when we truly place our hope in God and we really put our commitment to serve him in all that we do, no matter what the test is, no matter what the trial is, he will guide us on that rocky path and allow us to get to the other side of it if you bring him along with you. If that health struggle is real for you and that's legitimately what you're battling, don't try to battle it alone. Have someone help you. 
get an encourager, find a team of people that will support you, find a location that you can go to. But to me, the very most important thing that you can do within that battle is to armor up with the word of God, saturate yourself with it, let it be your compass and your guide on your path for all that you do, and really truly trust that God knows best and that he is going to provide you a way out of every temptation that you're being faced with. Yeah, I just think that, you know, when you're looking at the stuff that you have to deal with on a daily basis as far as the temptations of giving up or turning to something that isn't going to actually benefit you, you just have to put yourself in a place where you say, this this isn't what I actually need. You know, this isn't how I'm going to actually overcome the situation or scenario that's presented in front of me. And you have to start looking at what it's going to take to pull through, you know, instead of what it what can't be pulled through, what you can't do. You know, we focus a lot on that, what I can't do instead of what I can, you know, and it at the risk of sounding cliche, you, you know, always have the situations where you want to put yourself in someone else's shoes. It's like, you know, if you're thinking about exercise and you're like, well, you know, I, I can't do the same shoulder press weight that I used to do, or, you know, I used to be able to do a handstand and I can't do that anymore. So it's like, what's the point, you know, whatever it is that you are thinking about, you can't do, you know, I have a gentleman that just recently reached out to me about coming to the gym and he's changed his food in the last couple of years and he's down like 73 pounds, but he's probably got another, you know, either the same 70 to hundred pounds to lose. Well, he's, he's 98% blind. Uh, the 2% vision he has is in one eye and it's just blurs. Like he can just kind of see like when things move. And, um, he recently reached out about coming to the gym to do cardio. Well, he came in last week and I helped guide him. He has a walking stick. He walked slowly to the treadmill where he got up on the treadmill and by feel with his hand had to learn where the buttons were to be able to start increase speed and stop. And then I assisted him off the treadmill as well. So when you're thinking you can't do something, I mean, how easy would it be to be that blind and that incapable of movement and just decide you weren't going to walk, but he's decided to actually overcome that and persevere through it. God, that's pretty amazing. What an incredible story that is. To be honest with you, that is a perfect example of what integrity is like. I mean, you walk in the building and you're fa- you're just you're faced with all of these encouraging people that are walking the walk and talking the talk and maybe they haven't all achieved, you know, what the true success that they want to achieve, but none of them have given up. None of them have given up hope. All of them are really you know, trying to just keep pressing on and and to stay strengthened and to stay encouraged. And that's really what our message is. That's what we try to do at Integrity is we try to provide you with a path to a healthy lifestyle for a lifetime, not just for a short-term goal. We definitely hope that we can help you achieve short-term goals, but truly for a lifetime and what it takes to stay committed and to continue to be off of medication, to continue to really feel well-balanced, to have mood stability, to have consistent energy, and to just feel your very best. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with myself at Integrity Training Systems, give us a call at 636-299-2208. 
or to schedule a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com. For gluten-free, dairy-free, baked goods delivered to your doorstep from My Personal Bakery, you can look at sophiesbakery.com. And 100% grass-fed beef from our favorite farmer to your doorstep, fedfromthefarm.com. She is a warrior, a warrior. Ain't nothing gonna slow her down. She is a warrior, a warrior, Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Just discussing what it means to be a warrior. And to continue off that, we were talking a little bit about, you know, self-doubt and just the things that go into not knowing if you're going to be able to overcome something. And, you know, Ed Milet is someone that Debbie and I both enjoy listening to. We think he's got a great message, a great story. He's a motivational guy. But we also like his faith and, and how he targets and tackles the things that he talks about going through. And recently he said, you cannot execute at a high level with self-doubt. And Debbie made a Facebook post about that. And she actually talked about how she thinks it's pretty common. You know, we all experience some form of self-doubt and I can't speak for Ed. You know, I don't know him and I don't know exactly what he meant, but I think what he's trying to say is, not that we won't have self-doubt, but that if we perpetually cycle in it, it's going to be impossible to execute at a level with which we're trying to execute. So what you're doubting yourself on consistently and constantly is is never going to come to pass if you're doubting because you're not actually going to be able to apply yourself 100%. And I'll kind of give you a silly example of that. You know, I was recently talking with my jiu-jitsu instructors about needing to make my return to jiu-jitsu. I was injured about two years ago, I competed. Um, actually, it's been over two years ago in November of 21. And then in January, I actually hurt my back doing something stupid, just setting something down in the garage and my back clicked out and it's a reoccurring injury. And I haven't been back to jujitsu since out of fear of potentially causing it to kind of reoccur. And we were talking about how I need to get back in and I need to train. And at some point, I would like to get back to competing And both of my instructors, without joking, said, you know, well, you're ready to compete now. Like, you're strong enough. You know, you know enough. Like, you're good enough. Like, you you could compete now. And I appreciate them saying that. We kind of joked about it. But the point of the story is that I don't think I'm good enough to compete now. So even if they believe in me, I don't believe in me. And that self-doubt would defeat me long before I stepped on the mat with my opponent. I, I'm not going to be able to overtake or or take on someone when I already don't believe that I'm good enough to be in the arena. You know, So that's a mind change that I'm going to be able to create for myself just through training. And I think when we talk about self-doubt, that's what Ed is referencing is like if you just cycle that self-doubt and you don't do anything about it, you're never going to execute or overcome that. And the way you're going to execute and overcome that is to get out of self-doubt. And in my opinion, the best way to get out of self-doubt is to practice the things that you need to do to be better at what you're doubting yourself on. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's just a matter of acknowledging that something isn't your fault. You know, you didn't cause something to happen. 
You know, uh, Deb talked about like if you're in a relationship and you lack confidence, you'll also doubt your partner or, or you'll doubt to even trust them. And then she goes on to talk about in your health journey, looking in the mirror, not feeling where you feel like you're supposed to be. And at that point, deciding I'm never going to get there. Like, what am I even doing? You know, and we were just talking to our show producer even about, you know, he's on a weight loss journey right now. And he talked about like getting a suit jacket brought in and it kind of amazed him how much it it got brought in. Well, you know, when you look at yourself every day, you're not going to see the changes you make because they're gradual on a day by day scale. So sometimes you have to take a step back and actually acknowledge the progress you've made in whatever area you've become on a longer frame of time, you know, get other scales, get references. You know, when you're talking about the body, like, are you taking pictures in clothes? Are you taking pictures out of clothes? Are you taking measurements? Are you stepping on the scale? The scale is just a scale. It's not the scale. It's one way to tell progress. How do you feel? You know, so whatever it is you're battling, this this is the way that you need to be looking at progression. It's not one measurement. And if you're stuck on one negative measurement, which is usually what happens, we don't get stuck on the positive measurement of what's changing. We get stuck on the negative measurement. You're going to get perpetually locked into feeling like you're not making any progress. So, Deb, when you deal with clients and you're working with them on, you know, their health and their wellness and you're guiding people through your program, how do you help people to stay focused on the positive and to persevere through what they're trying to accomplish? Well, I mean, I, I think that um, it's like finding uh, what is praiseworthy. You know, it it's hard sometimes, but it's like what is, you know, what can we be proud of? What can we be thankful for? What can we, you know, uh, find in our current circumstance that we have accomplished and really start to line some of those things out. And a lot of times that's really all that I'm doing for a person. I'm just sitting on the other side of the table and I'm basically saying, I mean, you do remember how you walked in here, right? I mean, I understand that you've looked at the scale and that that's your only form of measurement. And that's really the only thing that matters. And you completely think that, you know, you've failed because the scale isn't exactly where you think it needs to be. But you you do understand that you're off two medications you understand that you haven't had a migraine in three months. Uh, you no longer clear your throat every day and you don't have allergy issues. Um, you're wearing completely different pants. You're able to use the stair climber now where you actually struggled to even use a treadmill in the beginning. You know, you, you just don't see those things. Um, maybe you couldn't even think about holding a plank in the beginning and now you're holding a plank for 45 seconds. Um, you don't realize how far you have progressed and then also, when it comes to the scale, I mean, for example, in the past, I would say three months, my weight has stayed exactly the same. It hasn't changed. It doesn't fluctuate. I weigh the same all the time. Right. But three months ago, do you think I still looked the same way that I do right now? No, you've changed. I mean, I've changed. My my muscles look tighter. Uh, my arms look more shaped. My back looks stronger. Um, but my weight hasn't changed on the scale, but I'm not just going to give up because the weight hasn't changed. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to keep focusing on the areas that I want to see change. But what I'm also going to focus on is how I feel every day. Right. I just really think that people need to understand how important it is to think about how good do I feel every single day? How is my energy? How is my digestion? How is my focus? 
Uh, how's my hunger? Is it staying balanced? Is my mood staying balanced and stable? And stable? And if all of those things are being accomplished, then that's that's praiseworthy. You know, that's something that you didn't walk in the door with. So you want to look at balancing all of those things. If you're balancing all those things and feeling great, I guarantee that your physique is changing, but the skill needs to not be your primary form of measurement. Maybe you need to go and have a DEXA scan, a full body scan, um, something that maybe shows you a different form of measurement and how your body is, but really truly focus on how you feel. And those things that I like to really ask is, how am I digesting my food? How is my, How consistent is my energy? How consistent are my moods and how stable are my moods? Um, how is inflammation in my body and pain? Um, how ultimately hungry am I throughout the day or do I just stay really steady and satisfied? Those are the types of questions that we ask you with a six-month nutrition program. For more information on that or to meet with a personal trainer at Integrity Training Systems, you can take a look at integritytrainingsystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free, baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my personal bakery, you can look at sophiesbakery.com. And 100% grass-fed beef from our favorite farmer to your doorstep, fedfromthefarm.com. Gotta get up and go, no matter the road. Gotta keep your head held high. Gotta keep on praying, keep on slaying. Gotta keep that pretty smile. But she's ready to battle, ready to battle. Gonna take that enemy down. She fears no evil and holding her ground. Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morse with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. We've kind of spoke with you about what it means to be a warrior and executing at a high level, trying to remove self-doubt. I want to talk a little bit about something T.D. Jake said Uh, where he speaks on there is purpose in pruning. And I want to talk about this because it really relates to the things that we've already spoke on. And the way it relates is sometimes the self-doubt that you're dealing with and sometimes the warrioring that you're trying to push your way through is actually, uh, it's, it's made more difficult. It's exponentially increased by people that are around you. You know, the circle you surround yourself with. The Bible talks about surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to think that meant, well, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to surround myself with Christians. But as I've aged, what I've come to think is that that actually means to surround yourself with people that are on the same trajectory as you, people that are trying to accomplish the same things as you, people who have accomplished the things that you're attempting to accomplish, You know, you want to be around someone that's going to be on the same mission because if you are someone who struggles with alcohol and your intention is to quit drinking and you surround yourself with nothing but people who drink regularly for fun, it doesn't mean that those people are bad people or the wrong, but it does mean that you're probably going to struggle to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish because it's not what they're trying to accomplish. And so they're not going to necessarily understand what you're doing. And when I did that, when I started my initial health journey, it was amazing the things that were told to me. And even in this industry, I've been in the the health and fitness industry for a decade now. You know, it's like I've watched 
people, my clients be told the same thing. And it's interesting, the people that will share these intrusive thoughts with you, you know, it's, it's your closest friends and your closest family, the people whose opinions you actually care about. And, and they're showing up and saying like, well, you sure you can't have one drink? You really got to quit drinking. Like, what's the point of all of this? Oh this gosh, is kind of yeah. ridiculous. Like, and bringing you know, around. Yeah, and then like you know. they'll try to hand you one, you know. Yeah. But it's the same for food. It's like, yeah, no, I know you got diabetes. Like, I, I understand that you got blood pressure or blood sugar issues, but like, you can't just have like half of a cake, you know. And it's this like, is your it's favorite like, cake. yeah, I made exactly, it for you. exactly. I've got a, I've got a friend of mine. He is in his fifties, and his mom every year uh bakes him a cake and it is not it is not good for him but he eats it every year out of the fear of disappointing her now you know his mom's getting older and and he's making that decision and he's making that decision in such a way that he knows he's going to feel bad after he consumes it for a couple of days but he is making it as a choice but how many people are doing that that are making the choice because they feel forced to or they feel like if they don't, they're not going to be accepted by their group anymore. You know, I don't hang out with many people that were from what I call my past life, you know, my law enforcement career. Like there's not a lot of guys left. You know, I do have, I I do have few, I, I, I'd, I'd say probably five that I still communicate with, that I still talk with, that we don't skip a beat. We're still friends on, but I used to be like, you know, the go out guy, I was, I was everybody's buddy. You know, I had a hundred friends and it's amazing how, when I changed my protocols, how quickly not only they separated for me, but I had to have that separation, you know? And I remember being upset about it. Like, wow, like, you know, am I doing something wrong? Like, why don't they want to hang out anymore? Like they don't call anymore. They don't text. Like, you know, when we are together, they talk about like, you know, how I'm not as fun when I'm not drinking, you know, it's, it's crazy. The stuff that people will say. And I just think that when you think about the purpose and pruning, not everybody is made to go to the next level with you. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't mean you're better than someone. It means that you're probably going a different direction and you're achieving something different with your life and leveling up. And sometimes even the people that you think are your ride or dies, and they're going to be with you forever, that, they're not the ones that are. Yeah, that's the truth. I know um, in my career, you know, this is more professional. Um, the folks that have like really gone out of their way, like over and over and over and over again to say, you know, I've got your back. I'll always have your back, you know, or literally I've had people say, I'm your ride or die or. Right. You know, I'll, you know, I, I'll always, you know, be there for you, you know, and they legitimately are the people that have like stabbed me in the back and it, it, and you, and you would trace it back and you would say they started this back then. And those were the times when they were coming to me and saying, I'm your ride or die, or I'm your, uh, I'm your, you know, I've got your back. And you'd think. They were saying that because they felt bad about what they knew they yeah, were it's doing. Guilt to or you. rooted yeah. in insecurity of what they know yeah. they're doing. And then when people are really truly trying to convince you, you know, to live an unhealthy lifestyle or to just go ahead and partake in something, a lot of times you just have to understand that they're just uncomfortable with their own life. 
they're uncomfortable with their own choices. And when you are in front of them living this incredibly healthy lifestyle, making all of these exceptions and and actually really shining the light of health in front of them, what you're doing is almost like holding up a mirror and showing them what they're not doing. Right. And so they are going to obviously be defensive. Yes. And so their first defense mechanism is to try to pull you back down. Well, I've always said, you know, with combat sports and the things that I've done, I've always joked because I heard this. I don't even remember where I heard this. I think it's a comedy movie originally, but I actually really like it. It says, you know, the best defense is a strong offense, you know, and it's like, I actually like that. Like if you, if you can strike first, if you can be on the offense, like that's actually a positive thing. But I find that insecure people actually do the same thing. So the best defense that they can have to protect their insecurity or protect themselves is to go on the offense at you, yeah. you know, to, to tell you that you're wrong or you're doing something wrong or to tell other people about you. They'll 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 whisper or they'll say bad things behind your back. But then to your face, they're super polite and super nice, because if they don't create a story, if they don't make something that makes them the good guy, then they're they're forced to self-reflect and and think that they're potentially the bad person or wrong in the scenario. And, you know, there are bad people out there. There's really evil, bad people in this world. I was in law enforcement for almost a decade. And I'll tell you what, I still struggle to to like people. <laughs> you know, it's like I've been doing this for a decade now. I've met tons of great people. I've helped tons of great people, you know. I, I love what I do, but even still when I meet people, I always have this like back of my mind, like, man, I've seen the worst of humanity. And it's like, I just, I struggle to, to see good sometimes. And so those people are out there, but a lot of times when you're dealing with someone that's insecure or something, and even someone that talks poorly about you, they're not a bad person, you know, and they may have even at one point had a great opinion of you. But what could be shifting that is what's going on in their life, what they're being told, what insecurity they're dealing with. And this is why you have to surround yourself with like-minded people, because if you're surrounding yourself with naysayers and whisperers and gossipers, then you're going to fall into that. You're going to fall into a situation where you're going to walk around and spew poison and venom and be just as negative. And that's going to halt you from moving to the next level of what you're supposed to move to. So sometimes the pruning isn't even like getting away just from people that are trying to stab you. It's not just getting away from people who are giving a hard time about what you're doing. It can also just be getting away from negative people. Right. You know, if you're trying to live a positive life and be a positive person and accomplish anything in positivity, but there's constant negativity around you. I mean, the cliched statement that we've heard our entire lives about it's easier to be pulled down than be pulled up is true. And if your entire circle is trying to pull you down and be negative, well, guess what? You're probably not going to lift all of them up. And I'm not telling you to seclude yourself and isolate yourself and never talk to people again. But I am saying you really need to take a look at where you are in your life and where you want to be and see if what you're planting yourself in is what's going to grow you to that point. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, if you look at the people that you're spending time around, um, if you find that they really, you know, just very commonly talk about other people. Now, I'm even talking about the person that cuts your hair, 
I'm talking about the person that works on your car. I'm ta- I don't even know. You know, just these are the people that you even have to sit and spend a fair amount of time with. If these people are very consistently talking about other people to you, then I can assure you that right. they're talking about you to yes, other people. Correct. We once had um, someone that, you know, came to us and about this other person that just was doing and saying these terrible things. And I immediately had a prompting and, and thought to myself, why didn't that person come to me? Why did that person go to my staff person about that? The reason she didn't come to me is because she's doing the same exact thing. Right. And and the reason they're having the conversation is because of the drama. Right. It's because of the naysaying. It's not to actually protect you or get your back. It's to be a part of that situation. And you've watched very healthy people that really have a lot going for them. And they're stable and and they have good relationships. You watch them slowly start to become toxic. It's yep. such a sad yeah. thing to see. And the reason why I posted that, you know, pruning post is because like sometimes you just you really have to be willing to stand alone in life. Right. Um, and, and, and instead of being lonely around a bunch of people that are kind of useless and empty and not serving you, it'd be better to just be lonely alone because you're really never alone. The Lord is always with you because at least you will still have integrity at that point. You know, Debbie and I have talked about this multiple times, but. One thing that is always on our hearts and something that we see is so many successful people commit suicide, you know, and like from the outside looking in, it's really easy to be like, but they had all the money they had. It was who is, was it Kate Spade? Didn't she, you know, like that's one that not too long ago we talked about, but it's like, you know, you have these people and it's like, but they're so successful in their industry and they have all of this money and everybody loves them and they seem so happy. Like, wow, that person But what happens is the stress of life weighs on everybody, but sometimes it's that these people get into situations where they're so busy trying to help everybody around them, and they're so busy trying to just live their life and do what they're supposed to be doing that they get these naysayers and this negative talk. It's like, how many times can you be stabbed in the back before you bleed out? Right. You know, it's like, I know that that can be a literal translation, but figuratively, like how many times before you just give up, right. you know, and we see that all the time. People quit exercising because they just don't have the drive because of the strain of the people around them. They quit eating the way they're supposed to because they don't have the drive because of the commentary around them. And that's what we help people do. We help guide people through those situations right, and try to provide them with a positive environment uh, that is maybe just an escape from the outside drama, uh, the outside naysayers, the outside negative voices, and just provide an environment that's full of peace, hope, and caring and consideration and love, to be honest with you. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with myself at Integrity, please take a look at integritytrainingsystems.com or give us a call for a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my personal bakery to you at sophiesbakery.com and 100% grass-fed beef from fedfromthefarm.com. She is a warrior, a warrior.
Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morse with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. We've been speaking a lot about just how to move forward in life, how to execute a plan at a high level, and you know how to prune and know that pruning is necessary in life to remain positive and to continue pressing forward. And I want to talk a lot more this segment about pressing forward, about how we have to not give up. And, you know, we've been on kind of a journey with Debbie's health in the past year because, you know, as of last year, I'd say probably a year and a half or so ago, you know, Debbie and I would have conversations every night before we'd go to bed, uh, before we would pray, where she would say something to the effect of, I just want to make sure you know I love you because she had legitimate fear that she was going to die overnight. And it's not dramatic. You know, if you've ever met Debbie, like you would know that she's actually the least dramatic person. She is actually to a fault. Like most people think like, oh, she's she's short or she doesn't have time for me or she didn't put a heart and a smiley face emoji in the text. So she just must be mad at me. It's like, no, she just doesn't even have time to be dramatic or try to, you know, beat around the bush or something. She's just straight to the point. So when we were having that conversation, it was very real. It's very serious. She had a lot of swelling in her body. You know, they couldn't figure out why they were doing tests for cancer. They were doing tests for tumors. They couldn't figure it out. I mean, multiple, multiple people that were working with us to get through it. And she was scared, you know, but she, she persevered through it anyway. She pressed on anyway. She ate the way she was supposed to anyway. Like I, I joke about like, if the world goes sideways and everything gets crazy, like world war three happens or something like that, like I'm going out in a diabetic coma in a candy store. Like that's it. I'm going to go eat a bunch of candy. I'm going down. And I joke about that, but it's like, that's easy to do when stress comes at you and life gets really hard. It's easy to just be like, screw it. Why am I working hard at these other elements when I can't even control this? Like I'm out, but that's not how you achieve success. You achieve success by controlling the variables that are actually within your control. And that's what she did. She hunkered down and said, I can't control these elements, but I can control these. And if I get the reins on those, perhaps I will persevere and overcome these other ones that are outside of my control. And she did that. So about June of this year, she was able to start working out again. And she just recently made a post about that. She finally felt good enough to do it. And when when you had done it the year before, when you would work out, you'd feel more swollen, you'd feel nauseous, you'd feel dizzy, and it actually wasn't good for you to be doing it. Like you had a legitimate reason to not be working out. That was a variable that you could not control. So you had to take that out. But now you're back to being able to do that because you've controlled those things to get yourself to a position where now we're, we're what, six months later and you've gone from doing 25 pounds on a squat to 75 pounds and feeling like you can do more than that. And I'm just telling these numbers. I'm just telling these things because like be encouraged people. Like when people are telling you, you can't overcome something, you can't press through it when you're telling yourself you can't overcome something. You can't persevere through it. Quit buying your own lie. Like when you think about what truth is, when you think about reality is, reality is what you believe in. You know, I'm not trying to get like matrixy on you here. Okay. But like, if you believe it, it's reality. This is how people that are perpetual liars actually believe what they're telling you. And it's sad because you think, oh, they're just a really bad person. They're lying, trying to get people on their side, and they know they're a liar. Sometimes they don't. 
I interrogated people in law enforcement. I went to psychological classes to learn how to talk to people, and it would blow your mind how many people kill people, how many people steal from people because they believe that person deserved to be murdered or that they have the right to that stuff because the person they stole from has too much. They believe it. Like they've told themselves a story so many times that they buy it. If you keep telling yourself you can't overcome something, you're right. You know, so Deb, talk a little bit about, A, how good it feels to have pushed through. You're still pushing through it. It's not like, yay, we made it. We're done. Like it's still work. But talk about like that journey and and what it's taken to get here. Uh, well, I mean, it definitely feels good to be able to exercise again. Right. And even in the midst when I had to remove the weight training, um, I would still walk on the treadmill because it was one thing I could do that actually did tend to make me feel better. It made me feel less swollen. And then I became certified in yen yoga, uh, which is stretch holds. And I actually started doing that every single day. And that would increase lymphatic flow and it would make it to where I had better circulation. So although I couldn't do what I had been doing for years, I started doing something completely different. And then I even started blessing other people with that. You know, I started teaching classes um, and just opening the door to ministering to other people that maybe, you know, that was the only movement that they could do, but helping them to understand that they were still moving and that still, it still could make a difference. Um, You know, I do, I I refuse to ever say the word cancer and I refused to ever even acknowledge that a tumor could exist in my body. Um, I just felt like I had excess fluid on my body and that no one was identifying it and that the solution and the answer was coming. Um, And that didn't sit around and think it mm -hmm. and just say, that's probably what it is. And I'm just not okay. No, no. I, I refused to think I had breast cancer. I refused to think I had ovarian cancer. I refused to think that there was anything in my intestines. I would visualize and see that I had a clean colon and that everything was okay. I mean, I just kept telling myself that and I kept seeing that. I just refused. I rebuked cancer from my body and and refused it. I just was not willing to have cancer in my body. And I continued to find more and more and more and more practitioners that could help me. Um, I never settled with just one. I mean, I do have some incredible practitioners that help me on a regular basis, but there is not just one. I mean, there's multiples. Um, and then I, I started doing some treatments that that really made all the difference in the world for me. What really made a difference was the cryotherapy. Um, I also uh, feel that the salt room made a big difference. I feel the Biomat and the PEMFMAT, that combination has allowed me to bring swelling down and to keep the swelling off. Um, Being able to go into a workout and actually feel energized from it for the first time in many years is game-changing. And they're there are people out there that are really suffering in silence and they they really are dealing with some pretty serious health issues. Anyone that had come to me in the past year, year and a half, they had absolutely no idea that I had told my husband the night before that, you know, I really do want you to know how much I love you. They have no idea that I set up key man insurance policies um, for my employees in case something would happen. Um, I mean, they just, they had no idea. Even my staff had no idea. And, and, you know, I watched people have tears in their eyes when we finally told them that, 
you know, why I suddenly look smaller and that I, I didn't just, you know, start taking, a, a you know, a, a pill or a potion to make myself look smaller. Like it's like a combination of like 800 different things that I'm doing, right? you know, that's making it all happen. But um, I think if you're not remaining anchored to hope, um, you will give up and you will give in. And I could have probably died last year if I stayed in it. Um, I just think ultimately I would have just gave into it and I think it would have taken me, but I just refused to give up. I mean, I think what you practiced there, what you instilled is the discipline that you needed to persevere to the level that you're at now. And I don't spend a lot of time on social media. In fact, I, I have like a, a fake Instagram account that just lets me watch dog videos and funny videos and I was doing just that and I wish I could give credit to this guy but I don't know who he is it was a really quick blip and he sat down into an ice bath and he just stared at the camera and he said you know everybody talks about discipline what discipline is what it does for you he's like but nobody actually tells you what it actually is he said what actually what discipline actually is is it's a gift that you give to yourself it's in fact the best gift that you can give to your future self because if you practice discipline now, you will be in a completely different place in your future and future you will thank you for it. Absolutely. But if you don't implement it now for the rest of your life, you'll think about the things that you wish you had done. Right. And I just practice the discipline of my thinking, encouraging myself, my my hope staying in Jesus. Um, I practiced going to practitioners instead of just laying in a bed and feeling bad. I drove myself to a place when I didn't feel like it. Um, I encouraged other people, even though I truly needed to be encouraged. I just kept fighting the good fight and I didn't give up. And I just pray that if you're out there and you're in that same circumstance, that you would find a way to increase your faith and and just stay in the struggle and, and just fight through until you can get to the other side. I found the other side of the test and God has really, truly blessed me. And I pray for that same blessing for you. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity, please take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call for free personal fitness assessment with any of our trainers at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your door from my personal bakery, look at Sophie'sBakery.com and 100% grass-finished beef at FedFromTheFarm.com. Thank you for listening and God bless. Trade.